Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now listening to Rob and Rat's World of Wonder podcast. So sit back, relax, and prepare your ears as they take you on a journey of all things weird and wonderful. Hello and welcome to the Rob Rat Podcast. I am Rob. I am Rat, and that was our comment, our, our voiceover artist, Mick. I just I, I like to. You like to introduce him. Yeah. yeah well, uh, uh, he's a part of the show. Too. He is a part of the show. Thanks for being a part of the show, Mick. Well, so if you're first time listening to the uh, show, um, it's the World of Wonder series where we look at things that are weird and wonderful from around the world, generally consisting of kind of interviews with kind of people from different parts of the world who have interesting stories to share with us. Yeah. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Rob Rat Podcast, Facebook Robin Rats Wow Podcast, Twitter Robin Rats World of Wonder, and uh, Instagram. 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 I said Instagram. That's the only one I know. I was going to ah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So on Instagram, the Rob Rat Podcast. Yeah. So today's episode is about exorcism and exorcists. Do, 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 yeah, we're going to talk a bit about that after the, the news. news. Rob and Rat's Weird and Wonderful News. So, this is the news. The news. And the idea of this news segment is just to kind of bring you a little bit of, uh, a, little bit of a break from the mundane news that you normally get yeah, on the radio and TV. Something just something. Different. Something for your ears to listen to. Yeah. Isn't it? If you're driving in the car or lying in bed, have a listen. Use your ears. Yeah, yeah. Close your eyes, open your ears, and open your mind. Just say the bloody news. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So, uh... Newfoundland and Labrador are an area kind of in um, Canada, right? And it's actually, they've got really interesting... I've heard of Newfoundland before. So Labrador is also an area over in that direction as well. And it's, uh, it's, I think they're like side by side. And that's where you get Labradors from, I presume. Um, That's nothing to do with this news story, but that's where you get Labradors from. But if you've ever heard how those people speak... Um, in got, Newfoundland kind yeah. of. No, 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 yeah. no, that's more Nordic isn't Oh it? sorry They've got nearly like Irish accents over oh, there right. Because loads of people that. left Ireland years ago During like famine times and everything And they went and landed there So it's a very strange accent If, you go, if you're at home and you're doing nothing After you listen to this I'd, ra- like, I'd advise you go on YouTube And just Google uh, Not Google but YouTube yeah. Like a uh, Newfoundland Irish accent It's quite, it's quite hilarious Okay Yeah but anyway, that story is just this, the story that I'm talking about takes place there, right? So there is a town in Newfoundland, uh, close to Labrador, and the town is called Dildo. Okay? Dildo, Dildo okay. right? And uh, the TV host, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, has recently taken a bit of an interest in this town, and he's paid for them to have like a Hollywood-style sign. Yeah. So it says Dildo, big, big white <laughs> letters. And um, <laughs> Steve's just on his phone over there. But basically, anyway, so what they've done is they've set up this big, massive sign for the town. And Jimmy Kimmel even like, ran as mayor for a joke and everything. But the <laughs> residents have been getting quite upset recently okay. because uh, like, a, like a porn website has like started to try and use the sign to kind of like associate. They, they understand oh, their town God. is called Dildo, but they don't want to be associated with sex Porn toys right yeah, oh and God. now they're having issues with loads of young people and stuff people are arriving to the town taking selfies taking selfies with dildos in their hands so there's people like with all these sex toys standing in front of the sign yeah and uh, the people I suppose you know if you're out walking the kids or whatever walking your dog and the kids <laughs> walking the kids walking the kids for a walk <laughs> well that's not but I, I know and you see loads of people waving dildos and taking pictures yeah well they just said that they don't want their town to be associated with selling sex toys so they're like the uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> sorry 
<laughs> so there's been an adult toy company called Our Pleasure and they've been posting a lot of videos okay. from the town and they're trying to in front of the sign and just yeah, yeah. they're using the town as a kind of a way to sell promote their promote their stuff so the people of the town are a bit upset and they said like there's nothing sexual about the town um, it just happens to be called Dildo okay and uh, they're yeah. all a bunch of prudes yeah well I don't know they said that they're not and they like to be fairly open about stuff and they, you know they don't feel that it's t- a taboo to talk about sex and stuff in the town but they don't feel the need for uh, adult toy companies to come in there and use yeah, their town yeah. as a do you yeah. remember in a, do you remember the TV show Jackass obviously I do yeah but in Jackass Johnny Knoxville in one of the episodes went to a town called Uranus My Anus Uranus Uranus My Anus the town was called yeah. My Anus and uh, I was great just interviewing people and going have you got a school here in My Anus <laughs> like, so you go to school in My Anus <laughs> yeah yeah is there a fire station in my anus? I do. That was, I think, early jackass, wasn't oh, yeah, it? Very good, very yeah. good. So uh, that was my news. Have you got anything better than that? Because was, I have a poor enough story, but... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed there you it. Go. I laughed. Well, there um, you go. Social media influencers have been swimming in a toxic dump lake for the perfect picture. There is a lake in the Siberian city of Nova... Nova Sobrik. I love this because you bring the weirdest pronunciations yeah. and then try to I can, I can never pronounce it. Give, give it a go. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to try it again. There's a Siberian lake. There's a lake in, There's the a si- lake in Siberia somewhere. Yeah, in, the, in the city of <laughs> Nova Shibrishk. Uh, just go with that. Yeah, sure. About 1750 miles east of... 1750 Mo- miles. Mo- yeah, <laughs> 1750 miles. 1750 miles. <laughs> east of Moscow, <laughs> Russia. Okay, the lake is nicknamed uh, the Siberian Maldives. And the people are flocking there to take photos, uh, popular among, among newlyweds and Instagram influencers. Instagram influencers. It's a difficult one to say. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. However, the reason the lake is so beautifully blue is because of a, ke- of a chemical reaction due to toxic waste elements from a local power station. Uh, so it's nuclear water. It like. is basically nuclear water, and the w- Russian power plant that owns the lake is urging people to stop swimming, <laughs> sw- to stop swimming in the lake in pursuit of that perfect. What picture. is wrong yeah, with people? It looks, like, it looks really lovely and blue, but yeah. it's actually due to like uh, chemicals Jeez, it just, in the water. It just shows you what Instagram and stuff have done for people oh, in pursuit idiots, of like the best idiots. picture. Yeah, I mean we've done some crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff. Perfect pictures, like. Yeah. No. <laughs> we haven't really. No. But no. like, yeah, so you're risking your life. You're getting in there with like into radioactive water. But you don't know what's in the water. Like, yeah. and it's, you know, private property owned by the local power plant. No, by the, <laughs> the local nuclear power plant. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Actually, we get in for a photo. It looks like we're in And the, it's really blue, isn't it? It's yeah. very blue, yeah. 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 Might even share a picture on our social media. We might do, yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it, have you got any more news? Uh, that was my news. That uh, was the news. That was the news. <laughs> Okay, so that was the news. That was the news, yeah. Okay, so this episode is called Exorcist or Exorcism, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about demonic possession and exorcism. And later on, we'll be talking to Father Gary Thomas, who it, and it's good because it's, it's not easy to get an exorcist to talk to. Uh, Father Gary Thomas is one of the leading exorcists in the US. And uh, there was a movie, I don't know if you remember, Robert, called The Right. I do. The right. It was a... Anthony, ho- Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. It was a horror movie, basically, and it's based on Father Gary Thomas's life. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen the film, but I've heard yeah, of the film. Yeah, I remember the film when I worked in the cinema. It came out then. It's just, look, it's a horror on exorcism. It did quite well, I think. And uh, it's about, basically, it's kind of loosely based on Father Gary Thomas's story. And 
So we'll just talk a bit about exorcism. What is it? Exorcism is... <laughs> you answered your own question. So what is it? I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I'm telling you, though. Yeah, I'm listening to you. Cause I, I, I presume exorcism for me is like there is a ghost or something, that's t- no. a demon that's no. <laughs> taken over someone's body and yeah. you need to drive it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the rel- religious belief. Uh, it's the spiritual practice of evading demons or spiritual entities from a person or an area believed to be possessed. Um yeah, that's basically it. Like, like <laughs> d- depending on the exorcist, this may be done by causing the entity, like, to, asking the entity to swear an oath, performing a ritual, or commanding it to depart in the name of a higher power. But I always think of, um, you know, in the film Exorcist. The Exorcist, yeah. yeah the power of Christ compels yeah, you. Yeah, the power of Christ compels you. The power uh, of Christ compels uh, you. Yeah, I think, like, that's really when um, the exorcis- exorcism and possession came into the public, you know. Uh, you know, that movie came out in 1973. It's Did one it of, really? Yeah. yeah, 1973, the movie The Exorcist. It's one of the most famous and profitable, profitable horror movies ever made. Uh, it's loosely based on a true story. Uh, is it? It is loosely, yeah, yeah, very no. loosely. Well, it's about basically a young girl starts <laughs> acting odd, speaking in tongue, and her mother seeks help, uh, only to hit a dead end. However, a local priest thinks the girl is possessed by a demon. Yeah, but exorcism is it Gabriel Byrne? Is that that? I don't know who plays it. I, I don't know. Who I know he's in no, something to no, do. With no, it. I don't it's know. Probably a bit early for him, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but like you know, throughout history, there's different things like uh, like how far when like is this going on oh, for years it's back years and years like to mystopian times i can't even tell you when that was yeah, but like virtually every religious and cultural tradition worldwide um believed that possession oh sorry i i've just come i've completely lost myself there i've lost the run of myself you're all right but look in ancient times it was believed that all forms of sickness came from spirits entering the person and attaching to the Attached to a person So basically If anyone was sick In in ancient times They believed The person possessed. was Possessed in some form You sneezed You're possessed Yeah In Christianity There are many references To Jesus performing exorcisms And the ability to cast out Evil spirits Was a sign of a true disciple it's, what, not, it, it's not something you hear Like I, I don't go to church now Right yeah. When I was younger You had to go And yeah, go yeah, to school yeah. And stuff like that But I don't really remember Like yeah, I was to, kept them kind being of, on about yeah, that. I probably would yeah. have been listening to it more. No, if you I said, know exactly you know I mean? about people being possessed and stuff. And even kind of Father Gary says uh, in the interview later, you'll hear just in the kind of the first half, he said it was kind of a very secretive thing, even in the you know Catholic Church. Like there wasn't the, a lot of priests didn't know who the exorcist was until things changed. Like uh, John Paul, the when he became JP, into, JP he wanted an exorcist in every you know area or whatever it was. You know what I mean? In the Middle Ages. Uh, saw a revival of the ancient superstition and demonology. Mental illness was seen as a result of evil possession. The barbaric treatment of mental illnesses was primarily left to clergy and exorcists. Patients like were subject to awful pain and stuff. You know, some well, people who were mentally ill, like yeah. But when you say they were subject to pain, you mean like to get the to, to get to, the to drive it out. out? Yeah, yeah. Like they'd scorch them and all sorts of stuff. Jesus. It was kind of madness, really. Um, they, they, they don't do it like that anymore, do they? Well, now it's kind of a dumb to the you know praying and casting. Just out, ask depending them, yeah. on. pray them out. Yeah. So look, do you want to listen to a bit of the interview and no. see how it gets on? No. All right. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of course I do. That concludes this episode. <laughs> and who? Who? Sorry. Who is this? Episode? Okay. We're, okay. We're going to talk to Father Gary Thomas. He's one of the leading exorcists in America. As I said, he's the right. The movie was based on him. He's a Catholic priest. Yeah. Isn't so he? look, a guy called Matt Bigelow is an American journalist. 
in Rome who wrote a book based on Father Gary's story. The book was called The Right, The Making of a Modern Exorcist. It was published in 2009 and the movie is based on the journalist Matt Bigelow's book. Matt Bigelow being an American journalist. So look, we'll go to Father Gary and listen to the right. interview and then we'll, we'll check back before we finish the interview. Excellent. Hello, Father. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Hi, how are things? Well, they're fine, thank you. We're just kind of getting our day going here. Um... I suppose I just wanted to ask a few things just in terms of, like, possession and stuff like that. I know The Right, the movie The Right, was right. kind of loosely based on your, your own story. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose one of my one of a few questions I have is, like, how does someone identify demonic possession as opposed to someone who may have mental health issues? Well, there are six classic signs. So, and, and they don't all necessarily show up immediately. So what happens is, just to give you a little background, when someone, appro- when someone contacts myself or my team, and the team does all the initial interviews, and we would ask a lot of questions about the person's background, their habits, their religious uh, practices or lack thereof, et cetera, um, because we're always listening for doorways. And what I mean by that is, you know, is there is there something that or something that may have someone else have done to them that somehow a doorway was opened and and the the uh the entrance or the foothold of the demonic, you know, became uh, reality. So this, you know, the the six classic signs and I'll explain them to you. Um there's an aversion to the sacred so, and this would happen very classically with Catholics. A per Catholic walks into a Catholic church, and they begin to feel sick, like, immediately. Yeah. Uh, or they feel something, you know, a sense of, and it varies from person to person. So sometimes it can be, I feel like a force is, is pushing me out of here. Or I feel fear. Or something terrible has just overcome me. Or during the celebration of Mass, um, uh, at the consecration in particular, I feel nauseated for no apparent reason. Uh, or when I receive the Eucharist, it burns as I'm consuming it, as I'm swallowing it. Or if I bless myself with holy water, it burns. And if I look at a, have people uh, had that experience where they have been... Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, everything I'm telling you are experiences I've personally listened to. And in one case, where we were working with a person who was demon- who was possessed, um, it came time for the end of the session, and we thought maybe by receiving Holy Communion this would help him. He had the hardest time receiving it because it emitted such a terrible, terrible smell. He had a hard time putting it in his mouth. He did, and he did consume it. But, I mean, I saw that with my own two eyes. Yeah. So an aversion to the sacred would be one. Uh, another would be um, being able to have knowledge of things that you wouldn't normally know about. You know, we call knowledge of hidden things. Now, very often the demon would be the the demon would be the entity that would be speaking through the person and saying things about the team, for example, uh, or during an, uh, a performance of an exorcism or a deliverance, which would be a minor exorcism. Uh, the person possesses. Uh, inordinate strength they don't normally have, uh, or speaking they would be speaking in a language they don't they have no competency in. Yeah, that's uh, I, I I've read about certain situations where 
like that yeah people have speaking and it's kind of a lot of the times it tends to be like latin fluent in it latin can, yes it can be latin sometimes it's spanish it could be the culture of the person but they have no competency in speaking it so we've had people speaking korean who can't speak korean or people speaking Spanish, or people speaking Latin, um, or sometimes a Russian, or sometimes a, another, it's a language, but you can't really, you don't really know what it is, but it's not just babble. Kind of speaking in um, tongues, David. Almost like that, yes. Um, another, another sign, the last sign would be where uh, the person's limbs are completely out of control, and their eyes are rolling, and the you know the the rolling of the eyes is more of an aversion to the sacred. But the person's features, their facial features, will begin to distort. Their limbs and their arms will literally begin just they'll be out of control. Now, would that might be somebody who has epilepsy? Well, you have to check those things out. Yeah. So like we have uh, we have a team. I have a team of professionals. I have a medical doctor. I have clinical psychologists psychiatrists, all practicing Catholics, all who believe in the existence of Satan. Then I have a prayer team that's with me at every session. Yeah. So we don't just launch into an exorcism. We, 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 take, we basically we listen to their story. You need to diagnose first whether it is or isn't. Absolutely. And, and it's not always done in one session. I mean, yeah. the diagnosis doesn't always happen in one session. And I can tell you that the deliverance doesn't free the person it rarely does it free the person in one session. Yeah. Also, okay, so it's rare that the person actually be free from whatever demon is possessing them in one if, goal. If if there was really something of a preternatural or an intelligent intelligent evil presence there, yeah. And, like, you know, when in terms of, like, we said about someone speaking Latin or different languages, is have you ever witnessed, like, um, you know, I suppose, is this something that's dramatized in the movies? Have you witnessed, like, maybe perhaps a woman speaking in a deep demonic voice, or is that something yes. that's dramatized? Yes, oh yeah, no, no, that's happened. That doesn't happen every time. But yeah, that has happened where, and, and, they, and they won't, you know, you never want to engage a demon in a conversation. But yeah, sometimes you, you'll get uh, a few words. Uh, she's mine. You can't have her. Um uh, you can't do anything about this. You have no, you have no power. Uh, it'd be more like mocking kinds of yeah. um, comments. But yeah, there's been yeah, there's there's been times when the demon or I'll say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, what is your name? And they'll give you their names with great resistance, but they have to because I have I am the legal authority, and and demons are very legalistic. Do you do you remember some of the demons' names you've been given? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Beelzebub is one of the more classic ones, or Lucifer, um, or um, Amodeus. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of times there's um, there's there there'll be names that are attributed to the false gods of certain pagan civilizations. Okay. The reason I know that is because when names come up. Which I can't recall in the moment. Yeah, will be people. Will, people on the team will immediately go to their iPhones and, and look them up and got, research. Yeah, and we'll find yeah. and we'll find out they're the the, the the sex god of the Mayan of the Mayan religion or the Aztec religion. Or sometimes there's gods, and this is very true. There's gods attached to Hinduism. Yeah. Uh, or uh, or other or other 
pagan religions. Um, okay. Sometimes they can be, um, uh, sometimes their Bible names like Asmodeus and Baal, uh, Beelzebub, um, those are classic. Sometimes they could be related to a particular, um, maybe a sexual perversion, such as the, the demon of rape or the yeah. demon of incest, things like that. Okay. So yeah, but some of them are by biblical. Okay, and like I suppose I'm curious, like for the likes of yourself, Father, when you like you were a priest for 22 years before you were sent to train as an exorcist. Right. Um, like, how did you feel when you were going to do that training? Like, was it something that you were afraid to do? You know what I mean? Obviously, you would have probably you would have seen the movie and things like like. How, what was your perception of exorcism? And were no, you I, were you frightened? No, um, it has to be a grace. When when I was I was um, I, I sort of volunteered and I what happened was <clears throat> when John Paul II issued a mandate in 2004 uh, requiring every bishop in the world to train an exorcist to select a priest and train them to be an exorcist um, not all the bishops like immediately jumped to it but in 2005 um, our bishop who happens to be from Ireland he just retired Patrick J McGraw. He decided to appoint an exorcist. We had one. We had them in the past, but they were always secret. And the one that we did have had died like 15 years before, but we never even knew who he was until he told me. Yeah. So, and I just simply spoke up and said, I could do that. I could be the exorcist. I believe in the personification of evil. But I did not have any, honestly, I had no envision of what that would mean. Yeah. And so I was getting ready to go to Rome on sabbatical, which is what the movie's based on. Yeah, that, the right movie. Yeah. So the bishop said, I'm appointing you exorcist. By the way, there's a course you can take while you're on sabbatical in Rome, which I did take at the Origin Apostolorum, which is all in the movie. That's all accurate. So, um, and then because I was taking this course, there, there was a couple of other people there who were Americans. Everybody else in the class were either African nuns or Italian priests. The guy who wrote the book lives in Italy, lives in Rome. He was taking it simply out of curiosity. In those days, you didn't have to be a priest or a nun. Right, so that was the first bit of Father Gary's interview. We'll go just to the rest of it shortly. Like, he's going to continue to kind of tell us. Yeah. We'll go deeper into it in a while. Like, but, like, as he said there, you know, it's like, like, you know, he has witnessed people speaking in languages they cannot know. Yeah. Unknown to them. Yeah. It's, yeah and one of the things that... Uh, no one thinks about people they shouldn't know. Yeah. And this is it now, and not that I don't believe him, right? Yeah. But I don't believe a lot of the things that priests say anyway. Okay. So that'd That's be my thing. Enough. Yeah, right? So yeah. that'd be my thing. But I just know, yeah. In their thoughts. But I suppose he's saying that, but once again, we're always asking for like proof of stuff like yeah. that. And it happens in the church, and maybe there is no yeah. video of it in there. But he did say something along the lines of, which I found interesting. He says he he has to ask the demon for its name. Yeah. And then they have to tell him because they kind of follow laws. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a new and they like, like they have to. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Tell me your name. No, it's yeah. the law. Okay, my name is Satan. You thought he sounded like Donald Trump. <laughs> I did yeah. think he sounded like Donald Trump, and maybe if you now that I said that, maybe you won't be able to forget about it. But I did get like a kind of a Donald Trump accent off him and kind yeah. of a, a way of speaking. Yeah. Um, no, look, I, I like I still I don't know how I feel about exorcism, but like that's the thing I, I said at the start. Like, how do they differentiate between someone who's maybe mentally ill? Or, that is a big thing, and then but they said they have he has psychiatrists and yeah. stuff that they can tell. Look, this is. But you see, he's saying they got doctors and things to do. But I can't. Like, can you imagine a doctor going, "No, that person's not mentally ill. He's, yeah. just, he's just possessed." And you'd be going, "Huh?" Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we get kind of in the second half now. 
You kind of get more into it, more into the demonic possession and things. And yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. We just we roll back into yeah, it again. Yeah, we'll roll back into it and we'll check back after. Cool, Here's the second half of the interview. And then there was another American there who's died, has since died, unfortunately, a priest, who was working as sort of an apprentice at a church, a basilica in, um, in Rome. And he would come to class every week and tell Matt and I, Matt Balio, all these really incredible stories. And so I said to Matt, I said to Father, this priest Joannes, I said, I gotta go find it. I gotta go find an exorcist to work on this. So, the long story short, I did. I, I was able to make, meet, make, meet up with Father Carmen de Fipolis, the Capuchin. And so I went out there three days a week at St. Lawrence outside the walls, which is one of the more famous basilicas. And for three and a half months, three days a week for three plus hours, would observe him and help him in the performance of the exor- of exorcism. And that's how I, ba- I learned the basic, kind of the basic art of how to do this. And then over time, you know, I asked a lot of questions, got to workshops and things of that sort, and learned from a lot of other people through, through experience and observation, you know, how to do this to the point where I'm at now. So I had, honestly, Steve, I had no concept of what I was going to be facing. So when I first worked with Father Carmen and people were coming in and they were manifesting all over the place, I thought, holy crap, is this for real? I've never seen this before. And after about a week or two, I thought, okay, this is for real because these people are all doing the same thing. Yeah. But these were all the manifestations I just described to you about the aversion of the sacred and all the other things. Yeah. So, and is, is, like, um, is possession common? I would say uh, when we talk about possession, we're talking about a very narrow concept because people can have what I call a demonic condition or a demonic attachment, but it's not necessarily a full possession. So a, a, the definition of a possession in general, without getting into the, and I'll get into the specifics of the differences, but a possession is a relationship. And so there's different levels of possession. There is what's called oppression, where um, the person is feeling a tremendous amount of depression due to uh, the presence of a demon, but they're able to function. They might, you know, we have, we have people come in Rome and even here. You know, they can drive their car, uh, pay their bills, raise a family, etc. but when they get around church or they come for a, a deliverance session, they go into a trance. And, and there, are, um, there are manifestations. Then you have what's called obsession, which probably the best way to describe it would be people who are hallucinating, people who have auditory hallucinations and visual hallucinations. And then a full possession would be someone where a situation where a demon, or really not a demon, a system of demons, because there's never one. There's always, there's always a system. There's a hierarchy. And there could be hundreds or thousands or a handful, but there's a hierarchy. There's a whole system. And where they've taken full possession of the person's body, not the soul, yeah. the body. Because they can't take the possession of the soul because it's made in the image and likeness of God. Has, any, has, any, has anyone ever died from a full possession? Um, I think it's possible. I've never had that experience per se. But on the other hand, you know, I mean, and demons, yes, the ultimate goal of the demon is to get the person to kill themselves. Yeah. But, um, they, kind, case, they kind of win over that, you know, they... They kind of win over that soul in, in a sense well, they, if they, they, if they achieve that. They, well, they can, but, you know, the mercy of God 
which is embodied in the cross. The mercy of God is more powerful than sin. Uh, you know, I say the likes now of, I'm getting back into the kind of movie type things, but the, I say there's a movie now, I don't know if you're aware of it, Annabelle, it's a series of movies about yeah. this doll that is possessed. Yeah. My question is, can objects be, can objects become possessed? Yes. Yeah. And have you, have you ever witnessed it? Um, not, no, I've not seen the Annabelle movies. I've seen the Annabelle trailers. Yeah, I haven't I've, either, I've, actually. I, I, and I'm not really interested in I'm, I've never seen an object possessed by a demon um, act out like the doll does. However, I've exercised lots of houses, yeah. and I've exercised objects where um, sometimes people will go to oh, flea markets or antique stores, antique shops, and buy certain kinds of objects that look harmless but could have the could have a demonic attachment depending on what they were used for. And that's probably why they were that's probably why they were gotten rid of to a pawn shop. And very often that is the case. Yeah. But yeah, I've exercised objects and I've exercised lots of houses. Yeah. And where people would would have what kind of things would people have uh, reported to you like things noises well, in the house things flying around? Well, some of the yes, the answer some of that lots of times people will actually see ghosts. Now, a ghost, you know, is, a, is basically a disembodied human soul. Yeah. And a lot of times, if people die in a house, there might be some reason that they stay attached. Uh, they may have been murdered. They could have committed suicide. Um, those are kind of common, where I've been called, and, and people will describe in great detail what looks like a hologram of a person in the home. You know what a hologram is? Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah. yeah. And it's like a transparency. And and these are people are quite sober, quite normal. Yeah. And, and I'll go out and they'll tell me that, you know, I saw this woman, you know, with, with white hair, uh, very dark, but clearly made out her facial features. Um, she stared at me or I found her at the foot of my bed or I found her walking down the hallway that's not unusual. And actually, it's becoming more and more prevalent, to be honest with you. I get that a lot now from people who will call me. And these are not people making up these stories. I mean, you call an exorcist. It's like calling a... I used to be a funeral director before I was a priest. Yeah. The same reason you call a funeral director, only when there's a real need. Yeah. You know, so... I have those, those kinds of things are like sometimes there'll be disturbances in homes. There'll be smells in homes, usually sulfur or, or, or basically feces. Yeah. And for no apparent reason. Or noises, or like I have one situation now where I've gone out and celebrated Mass in the home and exercised the house twice, and the family are still seeing things moving across the room. Okay. You know? and, so, and so are, yeah. are exorcisms, like, they're not always successful, like? But no. I mean, the, the answer is no. Even when I do an exorcism or a deliverance of a person, a deliverance is not is, is, is a minor exorcism where... You pray to God. There's not really a ritual, even though we have an order of prayer, but that's not the approved. That's not the approved uh, ritual of the church. But that's why they're called minor exorcisms. You pray to God in a formal exorcism. You pray to God, then you pray against the demon directly, and only exorcists that are mandated by the bishop are permitted to actually perform the solemn rite, unless he decides to deputize someone else. But I'm the mandated exorcist, so. I still have to get his permission, but I am the guy that does this. Oh, yeah. Well, what are the most bizarre things you have witnessed 
from a person who has been possessed, like while being present during an exorcism? Well, a- um, somebody literally staggering, literally coming in for the performance of an exorcism, and as soon as they walk in the church, they're literally, you're watching this go on. They're, there's a force that is literally trying to push them out. It's like a wind, and they're coming in, and they're, and I've sometimes have had the team try and help them come in, and they're being forced, literally pushed out the door. And then when we get them into the church, to the area in the church where we do the exorcism, and of course the church is locked and it's very private, where literally they will be on the ground and their hands will begin to take the form of a hoof, like um, um, a horse's you know, like, foot. Like, it's like a horse. Yeah. Their, their hands will begin to take the, Now, you won't see a hoof, but you can actually see the distortion of their hands becoming hooves. And and they'll start, the demon will start speaking. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen that. But um, it, it, it has to be a bit frightening to witness. Well, I... I you know, and I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm just being completely straight with you. There's a grace. I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm just not. And I'll tell you why. I know that Christ is with us because we pray before every exorcism and every deliverance. Yeah. I know that Christ is with us. And honestly, I'm very respectful of personified evil, but I'm not afraid of it. This is becoming bigger in Ireland, too, you know, if you didn't know that. It really, it really is. Because I... I, I get, I, in fact, I have to respond to a guy from Ireland now who wrote to me yesterday about some of the things in his own house and amongst his own family. Gosh. I know, I know that religiosity in Ireland has taken a hit because of all the sexual abuse scandals. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I just, I, it just breaks my heart because we've got the same problems here in this country. Yeah. You know? I hope this was helpful, Steve. Oh, it was. Thank, look, thanks a million, Father Thomas. If, if, you're most welcome, and if you need any more help or you have any more questions, feel free to contact me. Nice talking to you. Thank you. You too. God bless. So that was my full interview with Father Gary Thomas. It was really interesting. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Oh, yeah. like, he's, look, well, he's well able to talk. He's well able to talk, as, yeah. <laughs> as most priests are, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there's a lot of stuff to take from that. There's a lesson I've learned. If you're ever in a, if you're at a car boot sale, you're at a charity shop, a thrift store, whatever you might call it, uh, be careful buying objects, because... You don't know, someone, it might be a possessed object that someone said, I'm getting rid of this, and then you'll buy it and your house will be possessed and all that stuff. Like I don't know, why do people do that? Well, like, if I have something possessed, I go, I'm going to leave that into the local charity shop there so someone else can have it, instead of, like, just destroying it. Yeah, I don't know, maybe there's a fear of destroying it. Yeah, you often no. see that, like, in so, there's some older films, you know, when someone goes into, like, a, a strange kind of Chinese kind of shop and he picks up, like, some sort of box and brings it home and then there's, like, a magical aspect to it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it is. It's some. I think Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. there something in that? I think there's yeah. some. There's one of those. But anyway, look, I can't remember it. But anyway, so <laughs> like, what, what, what? Where do you stand in terms of demonic possession now? Are you a believer now? Well, it, well I haven't. Seen, like, I'd love a video. I'd love a video of someone who's yeah. been like. I'm like sure for, I know he said there at the end that he's actually speaking to a guy here in Ireland who's yeah. got some sort of issue. I'd love to like kind of maybe meet him and see what. The, you even go to his house. And yeah. see what's going on in there. Yeah, I doubt we'd be able to, but I'd love to do that yeah. also. I'd love to go in and see. I'd him. be afraid. What if the demon left him and transferred into you? Would you? Well, that'd be. That would make Th- that it a very would interesting make show, for wouldn't it? Very interesting next yeah. podcast. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, I'm Rats. 
I'm Satan. <laughs> I'm Rob. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would I, would I not, you'd ask me my name and then I'd have to tell you. Oh, yeah. What's your real name? Lucifer. Till in the morning. Jesus. Yes. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, the power of Christ compels you. Uh, yeah. But well, also the, the man with his hands turning into like hooves. Yeah. In, like, Look a, at my hooves. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> What's that thing? That's that Freddy got Freddy got finger. Look at my hooves. Tom Green, yeah. Look at my hooves. I doubt he was saying that. But look, I do, I still look. I still don't know where I stand on it. Like I did. Like I like I believe him. I believe that people have. Like uh, there are. Do you? Well, yeah. I believe about people's. I speaking in foreign tongues. No one thinks they could know. Like do you know what I mean? If I said something to you about like I don't know something only I and I was speaking. I don't. There's something in me that kind of believes in a part of it. Like, maybe it isn't a... I don't know. I don't know. Like, if we're looking into... We're looking into paranormal. We're, we're looking, looking at aliens. Yeah. We're looking at everything. I just... Like, a lot of the stuff we've covered, like, I... Part of me still... I still don't think everyone is a liar. You know no, what I mean? but I... For, yet again, I give as much merit to that priest as I do to the guy in our first episode with the Bigfoot. Yeah. I believe them just the same. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, but Whether like, or not that's any belief yeah. or no belief. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to believe in, like, a demon inside someone, yeah. then I might as well believe in a Bigfoot as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one only becomes less nonsensical sounding because we're raised in a society where you're kind of, like, told that the church is a real thing. One of our... We don't get raised by the church of the Bigfoots because if you did, then you think that the Bigfoots were... You know what I mean? That's normal. Whereas, that seems mad. But you go into a place on a Sunday and they tell you all these stories about, like, a man in a boat and he took all the animals in the world and had them there, you know, Noah. Yeah, yeah, All these things. And they just become, oh, that's a normal story. And, like, Adam and Eve in a garden with a talking snake. That's fine. Yeah, but some of this stuff But a Bigfoot then is ridiculous, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. But, uh, actually, one of our listeners sent a picture about why the reason Bigfoot sightings have declined... And it shows a Bigfoot walking in Central Park and a few people nearby on a bench, but they're on their phones. Well, he just walks right by them. They didn't, <laughs> oh, even, they didn't even lift their heads like, he just walks the, straight through. Yeah, but it was a great picture. It says, this is why we don't see Bigfoot anymore. <laughs> get just, your head out of your phone. This is yeah. why, yeah. Get your head out of your phone, you might see Bigfoot. I actually did see it and I was going to, there was a video there recently. I know it's a separate, oh, separate subject. Yeah, big, did you see it? No? No. Right, well, I'll send you. Recent, okay. Yeah, it was, like it's a, it's a poor enough video. But should we stick it up on the Instagram? Porno video. <laughs> a poor enough video. <laughs> if it was a porno video, that'd be, yeah. Uh, I, like, I definitely back to think... The, back to the exorcism. Back anyway, to exorcism. Yeah. But on Bigfoot and our other top, like, there's so there's so much more to discuss. Uh, down the line, we'll have to do part twos sometime. But exorcism... We'll go squatching. Look, squatching, yeah. Uh, exorcism. Look I, look, I don't know where I stand. Look, it's, check out the movie The Right, based on Father Gary's story. Loosely, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, so they so basically like there's a demon in there and he's got to try and he said it doesn't always work the first time, uh, didn't yeah. he? He said you kind yeah. of somebody takes yeah. a few sessions. Yeah, but then like, I suppose the whole thing as well about it, like someone I I didn't kind of buy that whole thing about it, someone being depressed and it could actually be demonic possession. You know, I think that person just has depression. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, he's depressed, and then but even like, you know when some people feel like, sick in the church. Like I look, if I, I went into a church, I I'd probably fourteen pints last night, yeah. two or, bombs, or someone who's had some clerical abuse in the past. Yeah. If they go in there and they might have, you know, as a child, and then they go, every time they go into a church, they might feel sick. Yeah, yeah. Thinking yeah. about it, you know what I mean? No, it's not, no, that's just a demon. Yeah. That's yeah, just yeah. a demon. I Whereas, know. like, actually, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that element I don't believe. But then, uh, well, like, he talks about the different types of possession and. Uh, and did the Pope really then decide, like, to. Uh, no, sorry. Um, did the Pope. The Pope literally said, let's, like,. Get a load of exorcists going on here. Yeah, we need, them, we need them. They started a class. Like obviously, that's where he went and trained in it. But who teaches that class? Who's the head? I have no idea. I know, but isn't a bit mad? Just, like you walk you just in, had and this image of this kind of sorceress <laughs> yeah, coming, coming in. in. Right, guys, take out. Right, 
fathers. I am Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> and all, but didn't he? Like, I just think it's strange that you know, like they all he had to go to Rome to do it. Didn't he had he? to go to Rome, yeah, of course, uh, of course, yeah. Where else would you go? I know it's either Rome or you can do it in online. Bel- you can do it online as well. Or Belmullet. Yeah, They're Bel-Mullet. the two places. <laughs> Belmullet in the west of Ireland and Rome that yeah. you can train as an exorcist. Is that <laughs> if you, I just think you go in the classroom, you sit down and like, how, how do you even start? Right, guys, what's, what's the curriculum for that where you start kind of like... Okay, lesson one. How to spot an ex, how to spot a person who's possessed, right? And then well, you're, you know, pro- the, you're progressing like on the last kind of day, you're doing like role play where you've actually getting possessed people in and you've got to be driving them out. And if yeah, you can do that, the then pra- you get your third. The practical element of it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did say that he had to go and work with some guy for a while, didn't he? And yeah, that's who uh, learned uh, Anthony Hopkins plays. In the like movie. an apprentice, he was like yeah. an apprentice. My young apprentice. Yeah. yeah. Look, I look. I still don't know. I don't and know. another thing, now I'm not big on all the facts of religion. Jesus, or, leave me alone. I'm not, this is not <laughs> <laughs> He also says holy crap in the interview. Did he? Yeah, he said holy crap. I didn't think they were allowed to oh. say things like that, unless he's talking about the poo of Jesus, which is then probably holy crap. <laughs> but he did say holy crap in the interview Okay uh, But yeah So he said that Sometimes that they're, the demons are like Demons Other gods and stuff like that Didn't he from other religions Yeah pagan religions But I thought like Part of the whole Catholic church thing was Like one of the Like uh, I think the commandments Like the first one is I am your god There is no other gods Thou shalt not worship other gods There is no But me. he's kind of saying That there is other gods then Like isn't it or he's even acknowledging that other religions, like if he's saying like, they're, they're, they're demons from other religions, you're like, what? That's like, oh. In acknowledging like, there's more than one type. <laughs> other religions going on. In the, it's like yeah. like a crossover. Like, you know, if you ever watch like uh, X-Men and they bring like someone Spider-Man like, in. Spider-Man in. Oh yeah. yeah, he's from a different franchise. Yeah, but he's in on this as well. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I get, yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. No, that's I. I He's definitely I, a priest, is he? <laughs> yeah, he is a priest. <laughs> definitely a priest. I actually no. We were running out for source material. Source materials. So I got my uncle. To I, I, I wonder if you Google him because you get a picture of him. I'd like to see. Oh, him. you can. I can show you a picture. Yeah, I, I yeah. googled um, the Exorcist just while we were talking there. Uh, not the, the film. To me. The film. <laughs> and uh, I didn't. I don't recognize any of the actors in it. Yeah, well, sure, it's the 70s. Like, it is yeah, I thought it might have been someone that was like, kind of wasn't that famous then, but it's famous now. But maybe I'm wrong, but I thought there'd be some familiar face. You're one, uh, Blair, the Samantha Blair, I think. There's that her name that plays um, the girl. The girl, what the hell was the girl's name in that movie? The Exorcist. There was another one then, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, that, that was very popular. That is a freaky enough movie. I so, like, I got that. IMBD here, and they're saying that. I am. Like, DB INDB is that what it is yeah. International Movie Database yeah. yeah not BD otherwise that's something yeah. different altogether uh, yeah so Ellen Burstein Max von Snowden these are all the people here and they don't, I don't recognise any of them I just uh, there's Father Gary Thomas and Anthony Hopkins here in the photograph Show here. we there. could share that on our social media oh um, yeah yeah he's not what I thought he'd look like yeah you yeah. thought he'd look like Donald Trump <laughs> no he does sound a bit like him yeah well, I think that's all we've got to talk about in exorcism. That's all we've got to talk about. And just like... If, if you have it, any information on exorcism, if you've ever like... people, Some people might have some... If you have a third cousin who has been possessed or anything <laughs> like that... Or if you even have any stories or anything you'd like to share with us. Because, you know, yeah. sometimes we do get strange messages from people. Who, and we love that. If anyone has a good story, get on to us. Uh, yeah, because we do try our best. We've had some people contact us. We do try our best. We do try our best to get back to you. It might be a couple of days or whatever, but we will message you back. Yeah. So if people in the past have messaged us and it's... it's Lovely to hear from people. It's just of the millions of listeners, yeah, it can be hard. so it's hard. hard it can be all. hard. Uh, yeah, look, I enjoyed that episode. I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
Papa was drinking. He was drinking. <laughs> he was drinking water there, and he just felt. Oh, it's so funny! Because, like, you all said that I enjoyed this episode, but like, it's not really for your enjoyment, like, is it? Yeah, but I like. Oh, I enjoyed my interview with my guy. No, no, no. But no. well, I said I just enjoyed <laughs> chatting about it. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've been I do, yeah. exploring yeah, yeah. the world. I've exorcism. also enjoyed it, Stephen. Okay. And hopefully you, Jesus, you the listener. You know, what, you know what's going to happen now? The next time we meet up, I'm going to be self-conscious about saying I recorded. And why should I have to censor myself for you? You shouldn't at all. Do you know what I mean? Never do. No. I've had enough. Next week, don't, don't just like, stand up for yourself now. Uh, Rob and Richard's podcast. <laughs> I, I'll be just gone next week. And me and Father Gary have our own podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Father Gary, huh? Um... So no, I, look, that does conclude this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. You, the listener, make this possible. I know we You're really do. You're going to get do. Mick fired by doing these type of voices. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, Mick, I'd never lose Mick. He's he's like, and he's an extension of ourselves. He we're is, get, yeah. we're going on now on a tangent. Tangent, <laughs> <laughs> right? Look, we will leave it at that. Yeah, and we'll chat to you next Wednesday. Next, I can't wait for next week's one. Cheers, guys. Bye. You have been listening to the Rob Rat Podcast. Be sure to check out our social media for updates on the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, then let us know by hitting the subscribe button, sending us a message, and telling a friend, because that's how the podcast grows. Thanks for listening.